Welcome to the Bloody Stream Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Jorge. And I'm sleepy. Yep, we're, we're folks, both sleepy today. Low T, low energy day. But I've we're been, here. I've been taking a nap every day. I feel we've still sleepy. <laughs> all we've done is eat bonbons and lay on pillows and vacation for the past week or so and we're still like yeah we could we could do more though i literally just had a bag of candy corn on my desk not but like 20 minutes ago uh yeah some mentions since Mm -hmm. last time uh you might have heard me be excited about the movie zombie town 2023 because i had read the like the standalone book that arl stein had wrote on it uh and it has uh dan Aykroyd and chevy chase in it barely uh and <laughs> it was fucking terrible like oh no it was i just maybe How it's that my my hope is maybe that my hopes were high but i just i want i feel like i have to start handing out more nauseous faces and i'm like this movie was like legitimate Whoa. like it wasn't that it was that bad i feel like i feel bad now because i've given out so few nauseous so- faces that is, I don't mean that it's that bad. I just mean you're, that it you're was like to give this out to dilute what a not you know like to sort of soften the blow of what a nauseous. But it also is. I feel like legitimately was like oh yeah I shouldn't have watched that. What am I doing? Like, That's fair. That was a bad movie. That was poorly written. It was a huge. <laughs> it was just a cash grab. Uh, not a much fun to be ca- had. Cynical cash grabs can fucking absolutely get the nauseous face. Yeah. So I'm so sorry, R.L. Stein. You know, I'm, I'm going to keep watching everything you put out. Sorry, King. We love everything you. Everything you got your name on. He truly uh, is the Stephen King of children's horror. That's correct, what he's been called absolutely. before. And that's, that's, that sticks, you know. And he's like, you're damn right. You should um, read the I've, book Zombie Town. It's tiny and has nothing ooh. to do with the movie. Um, oh, <laughs> even better. Yeah. Like the plot so is completely it. different. <laughs> I was so. going to say, I can watch it without feeling bad that I'm spoiling the book. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. So uh, I have two mentions. Um, I have two mentions. One is I went to the theaters and saw Saltburn, which Salt is burn. by the writer and director of Promising Young Woman. Oh, um, I and never it watched. stars it stars two very pretty boys. Um, I liked it. It's a fucking vibe. It's set. It's a. I laughed because it's a period piece, but it's set in the mid two thousands. So it's set in like 2006 or seven, and I'm like, that's a period piece now. That was 15 years ago. I mean, that's got to start happening eventually. Exactly. Um, so it was very cool to see that. Um, it was a vibe. It's a lot of style. I don't want to say over substance, but like style first, substance kind of later. Um, I would give it, I would probably give it a Mr. Cool. I liked it a lot. Cool. Um, mostly because I like the vibe. And then I also um, I did a Barry Keoghan double feature i watched the killing of a sacred deer which is on netflix um and i would I feel like i watched that one was it crazy boring i would probably give it a high smiley face it's very much a cup of tea movie like yeah. if you're into weird weirdly like framed shots and slowly zooming in on people who are talking kind of weirdly like who don't speak like normal people in a lot of ways um, it's one of those. I feel like but, I started um, watching yeah. it and then I fell asleep through the whole thing. That's probably what happened. I could see that happening. Um, it get it picks up a little bit towards the end, but uh, it's an early A twenty four. Like it's from like mm, twenty seventeen yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's it's in that time when they're doing a lot of 
experimenting with stuff, trying to find something that really fucking sticks. So yeah, uh, yeah, I'll give that a high smiley face. I thought it was pretty yeah, okay. like early prestige horror. Yes, modern for sure. prestige. Horror. You could fall. I listen. You've, I, you could fall asleep in this movie super easy, and you could be super bored in this movie super easy. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> we do. We're we're we are going to find the proper medium to start giving you what the streaming changes are, but I don't want to yes. just leave you with nothing until we get that sorted out. So here's the changes that happened since October 31st of this okay. year to today, which we're recording this November 29th, uh, so that then we can give you an updated list uh, when it turns over to December. So I'm just going to give you some some big ones that got added. Netflix added, uh, I mean, the remake to Black Christmas, which I don't recommend, but that's something to watch oh, no. during Christmas. Drag Me to Hell, which is fantastic. Hey. Uh, Insidious, The Red Door, Legion. Uh, oh my god, the Mummy remake with, with Tom Cruise. Oh, also, brother. Also, the Wolfman remake, also very boring and bad. <laughs> uh, we talked a- about that, and you. <laughs> I remember messaging Jorge saying, hey, this is on Netflix, and Jorge going, it's too fucking boring, I'm I not going to rewatch it. I'm not watching that again. Uh, on Amazon Prime, they added Better Watch Out, which, which we have an episode Ooh. on, and that's a great one to watch. Uh, Season's coming up. Yep. Uh but boy, <laughs> 2020. What? I don't know what that is. It's just his butt boy. Is his butt boy? <laughs> butt boy. Uh, okay, creepy pasta, which I still want to watch. I'm sure Stop that's terrible. Uh, yes, the original Hostel, though, 2006. Ooh, that's that's a good one. Midsummer, 2019. Which we go listen to that episode. Yeah, we got a uh, red canopy, which is unrelated to the the service canopy i don't know what that is the blair witch project though 1999 <laughs> hey there we go that's a due fucking a that's a fucking get that i am due for a rewatch uh 2022's x you remember that i loved it i didn't it's it's, it's t west <laughs> yeah you know i got problems with him yeah on hulu we have added avp alien versus predator the AV- original one is okay that 2004 one's good. Like that yeah one. 2004 yes, that one's good it's a fucking mess, yeah. but it's, you know, like... Damien colon Omen 2. Stop it. Deep Blue Sea, Flatliners. We just did an episode on that, or did I just mention that? I feel like we I just mentioned it. it. Yeah. Uh, we got Omen 3, The Final Conflict. Omen 4, The Awakening. So you hmm. do a little... Hmm. Hmm? Curious. What, what, what was the subtitle of Omen 3? The Final Conflict. And then there. what did you say right you, after that? Omen 4, The Awakening. Then you woke up. <laughs> Uh, we got the original Saw 2004. Very nice. On Shudder, we're looking at Anna and the Apocalypse, which is like a weird little Ooh, uh, musical. I, that one's pretty good. I I liked it fine, but I like musicals. Yeah, it's not it's not great. I don't. I'm not. It's a low smiley. I'd say. Sure. Uh, some more Hell House movies. <laughs> Haunty man pool. one movie popped off and they just went and eh, fucking here's all of them <laughs> they made so many of them i have no idea what the order is ponty pool which i don't remember what that is but i feel like i've heard of it is it a zombie one i feel like it's in a radio station or something uh there's saw saw two saw three saw four i think okay no that's all seven saw five saw six Ugh. i'm not seeing uh, saw there four. Oh, there's saw four okay so you can do it you it can do a in the radio solid Saw Marathon on Hulu Solid. Right now. Yeah, Marathon. solid. 
the <laughs> yep and then on canopy we got mostly weird Dahmer and my friend Dahmer which also came on to one of the other services weird amount of Dahmer yeah. so I don't not know much. if my friend Dahmer is te- like I think it's like a bad vibes movie because obviously it's talking yeah. about that but I think it's him when he's like a teenager so uh, like I don't I don't think they cover the actual that's interesting incidents you know what I mean yeah Hoopla removed a ton of movies, but added American Nightmares, which if I... hmm, No, that looks like they're trying to get mistaken for the documentary, like Nightmares in Red, White, and Blue, I think it is. That is actually a good documentary. That's exactly it. And there's Dahmer again. Is it the show? No, it's not the show. It's 2002. It's the one with Jeremy Renner playing Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, and there's my right. friend Dahmer again. So those Dahmer movies are just getting put out every Pumpkinhead. Right here we go. Here's something. Oh. 1988. I need to give that a rewatch because I remember I it being boring. Laurie <laughs> doesn't like this movie. But other people really <laughs> like Pumpkinhead. So Correct. I got to give it another try. So that's Do that's you? that's a classic. That That's a classic horror thing to know if you're a horror fan of those Pumpkinhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Slaughter House, which is... I think Shannon, I Shannon think when we were excited, looking yeah. for movies, Shannon mentioned about that. That was hanging <laughs> around in various places. I think mainly Netflix right now. Uh, okay. the, the Faculty, which I had on VHS. Out. Love we Faculty. Talked about. Yeah. The Stepford Wives 2004 remake. Oh, no, no, with, no, no, uh, no, no, no. Nicole Kidman. No, 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 no. It's just Nicole Kidman on the cover, <laughs> you, though. Uh, shouts out my mom for always recommending the original because there that you one's go. actually fucked up and kind of scary. Hell yeah. Um, the 2004 one is like a comedy movie at that point. <laughs> uh, Werewolf Santa 2023. Don't know what Stop. that is. This but, can't um, be real. Yeah. Disney Plus can go fuck itself. Boo. Uh, Peacock. There's a lot of services these days, man. Uh, my friend Dahmer again. <laughs> God damn like, it. I don't like, I'm not watching the movie. Train to Busan, VHS Viral. <laughs> okay. Snow White, a Deadly Summer, 2012. A Deadly Summer? I don't know what it is. Okay. Max has watching it. added what do you got? What do you got? Insidious, chapter three. John dies at the end, which is a terrible movie, Ooh. but a fantastic book. Okay. <laughs> yeah, The Conjuring <laughs> Two. The Menu, twenty twenty two. I feel like they already Love had it. that. Maybe it got off for a little bit. And that's, probably hopped around, yeah. That's about it. Okay. That's what we got. We'll have it a little bit more organized for when we, I mean, when it's we also figure post, out. Yeah. It's November. You know, it's post-horror movie season. They're, they're probably hoofing a lot of stuff off for a couple of months, and then I'm sure in, like, July they'll come back and be like, hey, wait a minute. So. Right. This is a good time yeah, to mention whatever. that the, the site is having some weird issues with some movies saying currently unavailable that definitely are not currently unavailable. Yeah. So Zombie Towns is unavailable, but it's on Hulu. Our movie today, The Oath, is unavailable, but it is on Canopy. I did feel like I was getting gaslit by you when you messaged me saying, "Should we still do it because it's currently unavailable?" And I literally opened <laughs> up Canopy and I just started playing the movie. And it's just, n- no, I guess no. Maybe we should still do. It. <laughs> yeah. What if I? That was just a bold faced lie to try to get <laughs> out of doing the episode. Right. Uh, but yes, the movie today is The Oath. Yes, as I just mentioned, you can watch that on Canopy. And Hell check yeah. out thebloodystream.com to find out okay. where to watch movies usually. 
seems a little messed up now, but it's not my fault. All right, it's the API I use. That's just watch. So just watch is probably yeah. having the same issues. I'm just saying. There you go. Checkmate, atheists. Brian, what would you rate the oath? I thought it was perfectly fine. I thought it tried a lot of stuff and sort of, I think, made some contact with the ball, but probably fouled it off in quite a few regards. I would give this a face of smile. What about you? <laughs> I think I'm giving it a solid Mr. Cool. This, really? This movie okay. works for me. I on, on both counts, which I feel like it's trying to make certain commentaries about um, like the the dialogue in America today. Yes. Which feels as relevant when they made it in 2018 as it does like still feels relevant today. Like this, the kind in of no way, shape or form did it change. Exactly. Even a like little it bit. Has been <laughs> yes. Uh, I feel like that's half of it. And then the other half is, well, there's that there's being like a thriller kind of mm-hmm. horror for me, kind of horror, which makes me feel Def- no, no, definitely. This movie makes me incredibly uncomfortable and like, like it freaks me yes. out. It this one is legitimately kind of scary to me. I was gonna say the realism of the like horror parts of this yeah. was for me actually one of my favorite parts because of how just effective it is at the situation it puts the characters yeah. in. Like and the third the aspect is that situation that it's it's billed as a black comedy, um, mm-hmm. and I thought it was very funny. So that's it. Definitely, that's yeah. all three for me. There you go. That's that's a I think that's cool. perfectly. I think uh, that makes complete sense. Uh, warnings about this. I think we mentioned a little bit last time, but it's this isn't like like a straight out horror film. Um, no, it just it puts forward like if you get freaked out by cops, you know, if you have like cop trauma, yeah, like that. It just that is like it's very intensely that throughout this mm-hmm. throughout this movie. That's that's the main thing. I don't think there's. Yeah, if you don't like hearing political discourse of today if you don't want your escape from political discourse to be a movie talking about political discourse don't watch this movie but otherwise it's okay to watch which i i love the way they do it because this is something i've talked about before when it comes to displaying content like sexual assault where i'm like you Mm -hmm. really like unless you're literally making a movie about that you don't need to have this in in your movie you can substitute that with other things if you are a good writer right so this is a exactly. case where they, they like, I feel like they managed to say what they want to say about like various topics without actually approaching any real life discussion, right? Because they have this concept of the oath that is like their little metaphor oh, that they get to use for at, as a lightning rod for the political. Di- like you don't have to put out a real um, political yeah. issue. You get to use this as a sort of metaphor for and it's like whatever. What's well, a perfect like it's a it's a very not complicated topic right it's a very condensed yes. down like easy <laughs> to explain um this is it's right at the top of the movie so i'll just tell you all now there is like a there's an oath that is like specifically declaring your allegiance to the president and yeah the it government is, is implementing the patriots oath which yeah. is a loyalty pledge that people can get the way they frame it in the movie is you can get perks for signing it but there's no penalty for yeah you get not signing you it. get a tax credit <laughs> uh you're not required to sign it yeah and there's no and there's immediately you, if you sign it you don't there's like you don't have to do anything like it's just a you're saying whether you 
pledge mm-hmm. allegiance or not, but it does. It is public information who has and has not signed it. Yes, exactly. Um, so that puts everybody into like divides very down the middle. Everybody in, into like I am I am patriot versus like I think that we have the right to not sign this. You know, I'm not signing some fucking thing that says I support. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, no jump scares. No, 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 no. Yeah, except sometimes what, sometimes they when they give the what day it is, it's very large and in charge, <laughs> and it's give you a little. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, true, but they prepare like you yeah. know it's coming. I feel like the Thursday one just or the Friday one I think came up when it goes like Friday. It's it yes. like very. <laughs> yes. Should you watch the movie first? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think. Yes, yeah. I would say so. Yeah, you want to know? You don't. You don't want to know exactly how it's all gonna pan out. From the beginning, before because it is like one of those like oh we got we got ourselves into a sticky situation how we're we gonna get out of this you know correct you're t- there's a knot that they're untying and you want to see how they yeah do it okay I think we can hop in there cool sitting down to our nice Thanksgiving dinner doing a sensual thumb circle to open the spoiler configuration okay first of all Ike Barinholtz. Yes. Wrote, directed, and starred in this. What a fucking powerhouse. I love that. Um, I don't know of it's any... It's very funny that it's clearly his pet pro. Like, it's just yeah. very funny to me. That he's, like... he's somebody that has won me over so slowly over time. Like, I don't... He's one of those people where like, you would never guess that somebody's like a massive Ike Barinholtz fan, you know? Correct. Uh, but that's because the but thing But now was, I'm like, I'm kind of an Ike Barinholtz fan. Like, <laughs> I didn't have anything to... Like he had been, he's in a million things. He's yeah. a character actor, comedy actor. But I was like, yeah, I don't. If I said Ike Barinholtz, you know, from, and I'd have no idea what to tell you. Like from the, I'd the, have no idea the which thing to say from. Yeah, but even that, no, not really. Like I wouldn't oh, yeah, say that. Barely in that. Exactly. Like <laughs> he, like, like yeah, I don't know why. But he's in everything. It's because like, he is broad instead of. He Matt hangs out with other comedians that you'd know better. Yes. That's that's the big thing. Like it just seems like he's a pal with a bunch of other more powerful comedians. <laughs> he's in the after party that Apple TV series that I watched that I feel like not many other people watched. Oh watch. yeah, he is. Yep, we watched that. It was uh very good. Yeah. <laughs> um he voices Lex Luthor in the Lego Movie 2 the second part. Yo, shouts the Lego movie, not even the Lego Batman, just no. fully the Lego movie. Yeah, he That's plays somebody good. in the Mindy Project. And not Mindy, I'm assuming. No, not Mindy. I could be wrong. <laughs> He's on Mad TV. That makes sense. Ah, okay. Yeah, he's always just a big guy. Like you would, the second you see him, you would go, "Oh, him." Yeah, like sisters, sort of neighbors too. On a couple episodes of the league, I think he he shows up for a few episodes every once in a while. Correct. Yeah, he's fully a working actor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he's kind of famous though. He's I feel like it's break, more than just like, a because I feel like working actors sometimes you mean like oh they're not famous <laughs> they just are in a lot of no. Roles. Uh, he's right now. I think he's trying to break past. I think he's in the process of breaking past or trying to breaking pa- break past being like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah. You know what All I mean? People like, we, I think he's, I think he's right in between. Friend. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So he wrote and directed. This. this is the only project he has that he like completely did all of it. So this is like mm-hmm. his big one. I, I'm 
I was impressed. I I do. You can tell because it's like all comedians who are acting in this film. It's like all known yes. comedians. <laughs> all jumped in on this. Yeah. So he cool. he plays uh, Chris, who is married to Tiffany Haddish. Kai. Yes. Um, his sisters with, and if you don't know who Tiffany Haddish is, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to fucking tell you. I'll tell you. His <laughs> sisters, Carrie Brownstein, which is, uh, oh my God, probably most made... known for, from Portlandia still. Right? Portlandia, 100%. Yeah. Well, she's like a rock star. <laughs> she was also in, um, yeah, true. She was also in Carol, which is the lesbian movie between Kate Blanchett oh. and Rooney Mara, oh. which is very good. I um, watched that one. I watched the other lesbian not. one that came out. Uh, yeah, so that's... Which other one? The one with Kristen Stewart and some other girl. Some other woman. I don't know. Oh, my God. You remember? There was, that, there was that one year that, like, two lesbian Christmas well- movies came out. <laughs> but we have... Doesn't matter anymore. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Ike Barinholtz plays Chris. He's got his wife, Kai, played by Tiffany yes. Haddish. They're... One year, they're, like, we get the whole intro to the oath. And then it's like a year. Like, they're like disgusted by this, and then it's like a year mm-hmm. later. The throughout the movie, I'm not going <clears> to <throat> keep updating you, but throughout the movie, we get signs of that the U.S. is in turmoil, much yeah, like you've already seen escalating. happen. Um, that kind of escalation, in, <laughs> but it's like worse. You know, it's a little. Well, it's a little worse. Um, Heightened. Yeah, there's there's more. I guess random attacks on the street that are not targeted towards a particular race or gender of people. Yeah. The violence, like the um, violence seems a little more random and it's like more purgy, you know, I was going to say, this is like, I I was watching this movie and I'm like, I appreciate this. I appreciate this. And then I kept like in, (laughs) it's like in my peripheral vision, just the purge constantly like, getting closer and closer to my real vision. I'm like, no, 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 get out of here. I'm when watching you, this. When you find out that I tricked you into I watching did. another Purge movie. <laughs> I, I fucking... God. Uh, this is probably my favorite Purge. <laughs> no, Purge Anarchy is so sick, dude. Yeah, it, is, it is pretty <laughs> so sick. <wrong>. So, <laughs> like, this is how the first Purge should have been, you know? Not the... Correct. Oh, the, not the, the original, original Purge. Purge film. Yes. Yes. That one was all in the home... This is a way better version of that. If you went yeah, from this, this does... into Purge Anarchy, oh man! If you had <laughs> well, if you had changed the ending of this, yes, I think a little bit and gone into Purge Anarchy, that would have been Sick. fucking yeah, unbelievable. The Oath to Anarchy. <laughs> so <laughs> we we're getting we're gonna keep getting that backdrop of things kind of going crazy. Like it's mostly mm-hmm. through Chris listening to the news. That we yes, get, that which we, he is obsessed with. Yes, this movie does an awesome job of like I I deeply sympathize with Chris, um, having yeah. been radicalized as a full grown adult and then having to <laughs> watch other people tell me to shut up. Um, it and being terminally online, like you know, yes, like having that that time period of like staring at that. Uh, I love that they don't make either side of that situation look like they have people that like Chris Correct. that are very like progressive and against the oath. They have people like his his brother and his brother's girlfriend that are very like uh like Trump Pro. Trump yeah. people now. 
Uh, and then they have people like his parents that are just like no politics at the table and nobody comes out looking good in the way that they treat other people or like discuss these, even though I think that Chris is right in his like opinions about things. Objectively. Yeah. It's still, they do a really good job of being like, you are still like being a little asshole. (laughs) Exactly. I appreciate like, and I think once you get that and, and it's weird because it's with real it's so close to just real life talking about stuff yeah. to the point that I had to stop watching this movie for a minute. Like during the Thanksgiving scene, I was like, I'm going to pause this and I'm going to fucking take a break and go to a fantasy world where this isn't happening. Cause I don't need to watch this right now with all of the real life stuff of this going on. Um, but the fact that they did in 2018 too. I know. Right. That's five years uh, ago. That's before a bunch the of the more recent th- stuff. It's really just the reminder that this has been happening for at least five years straight. Like, fully, nonstop, the all gas, no brakes, fucking nightmare fucking ride. Um, But it was very good in portraying, like, doing this whether, whichever, for whatever reasons you have, like, this conflict and this sort of thing in and of itself is stoking flames and sort of has those toxic elements to it that it is causing more derision by confronting like this and doing these sort of things yeah and it it is like chris not the politics because chris is right chris does try to not in like he tries to not fight but he very quickly every time like gives up and he's like no fuck you like this is important and this matters and I am in a fight about it. Says a good says fuck really well. He yeah. has some good fuck yous in this that are I really there enjoy. Is, everybody shares some very good fuck mm-hmm. fuck yous. Like they curse real good in this movie. Uh there's a lot of very cathartic moments of like him you could like him not being um like well spoken, him just being so angry <laughs> that he's just like over swearing and just Correct. insulting like like calling his Not brother and his girlfriend an being like you're an idiot you're a stupid wrong fucking <laughs> idiot like stuff like that you know it's, uh which is great yeah it's very it's it's always funny it's very good i mean it's not supposed to, it's like it's dark comedy you know it's like the the way in which it's funny is also like this is very real and raw like but, oh yeah <laughs> uh so i very much enjoyed that the the situation they have is it's like thanksgiving dinner so Chris's mm-hmm. family's all coming over. None of Kai's family. It's his. Uh, this is why we brought this up, by the way. Was we went, let's do a Thanksgiving movie, and then it's the 29th. <laughs> yeah, it's still it's still November. It's fine, exactly. It's still November, mercifully. Yeah, Chris has got his his parents, his brother Pat, Pat's girlfriend Abby, who he keeps calling Katie, Katie by accident. Uh, his sister Alice, her husband Clark, played by Jay Duplass. Duplass? Who's sick the whole time. Yeah, barely in the movie, but he's he's the one of the Duplasses, right? It's not that many. Yes, of them. I think Mark just, just is the, the two. other one. Yeah. And Mark was in The League is like his most famous thing. Yeah. But they, they yeah, together yeah, yeah. make movies, is why I mentioned it. They made uh Oh, he's also in the Creep movies. Creep, yeah. Well th- those are them, right? Didn't they make those movies? I think they both yeah, yeah, I yeah. think so. Because the, the du- he's, sorry, he's just in it. Like he's yeah, the yeah. main he's the main guy. The Duplass brothers are like they make movies, they always they make a very particular kind of really uncomfortable weird dialogue movie. Um, <laughs> I hate it so I, much. I, it's, good way. it's a lot, yeah. Uh so he's just here, I bet, just because he's a pal, because he's only in like two scenes. Uh 
Um, he's just here to do it. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's the main family that we have over. The parents just don't want to talk about anything except for the mom mm-hmm. wants to keep talking about people that have died in the family or friends. The parents are both um, classic comedic actors. Like Nor, I think it's Nora yes. Dunn yeah. and Chris Ellis. Chris Ellis, yeah, they're yeah. both they're both very classic. Uh, Chris Ellis has and shouts out to my father who is definitely listening to this. Um, Chris Ellis in this as the dad is my, is like 80% playing my dad. It is very funny. <laughs> Not even in like politics or anything like that, but yeah. just like the way he operates and like how he sounds for stuff. I'm like, that's very funny that you say. Well, Chris Ellis was in uh, one episode of Young Sheldon, so ooh, he's really hitting it big these days. Zambingo. I want to watch Young Sheldon. I don't care. Do you want to watch? I want to watch Sheldon? Young Sheldon. You can't stop me, Brian. Is the bloody stream going to become the Young Sheldon? The Young podcast Sheldon podcast. I don't. I feel like there's too many people already covering Young Sheldon. <laughs> I feel like I could probably have. I don't even know that I would have a different take than anybody besides that. An like oversaturation of Young Sheldon coverage. Well, it's podcasts. probably only people being like Young Sheldon's fucking stupid, and other people being like, "I love Young Sheldon." Young Sheldon is great. Bazinga, and I don't. I don't know. I don't know what kind of intermediate you could possibly have there. So, <laughs> so we have the, the we have the whole family over. We have a few yes. like all the way in through Thanksgiving until Friday. We get to see like the the tension kind of build, arguments break out, mm-hmm. all incredibly entertaining. I find with also real like you know it feels like family like the way family arguments kind of happen. Yeah, with I'll say it with white families. <laughs> well, the <laughs> the one that gets me is because I'm like okay. Like Chris Ike, you gotta like. I yeah. get it. I'm with you, man. You do have to like chill and like back up. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's different ways to approach it. Like when, cause like, uh, his brother Pat's girlfriend Abby's is legitimately bad. You know, is like yeah. into like would be into QAnon shit these days. Is mm-hmm. like what they're putting her forth as. Um, so I'd be like, hey, I'd really rather like we not talk about that. St- like you At have all. to you have to cut off that conversation and not like correct argue it with her because that's not gonna go and he also has like he really should stop because he got her name like she has a personal gripe for an insult that he did to her she does some very good things calling her the previous girlfriend's name (laughs) yeah he's like getting beers for for his dad and his brother and she's (laughs) like oh thanks chris i'll have one too like very (sighs) meanly and it's just like oh damn this is gonna be a problem (laughs) yeah like it's she just keeps doing things like that that like are looking for an issue yes Um, very much goading anyway or like uh even though the brother doesn't really like no the brothers just they just have like history is like Mm mm-hmm he even says at some point that his brother already didn't have the best ideals and she's like dragging him down further. Yeah, that's right. Um, but one like a classic example of, of like a little trap you can set up for yourself is uh, she said she's talking about how she got hit by another driver and got and is on like workers <laughs> yes. comp. And when she says the person's name, the other driver's name, I believe the last name is Wong. Yes. Um, and the way that she says it is like with extra emphasis on the Wong, which like anybody listening could be could understand that it's it is to imply that yeah. it is that she's a bad driver because she's an Asian woman. Um, mm. 
and so Chris is like, that's Snapped. the one where he like he can't keep his mouth shut anymore. He's like, <laughs> nope, nope, you said so that, <laughs> you did that because you. And she's like, no, I didn't. I don't know what you're talking about. And it's, <laughs> it's so brutal because you're like, I know exactly what she did, and there's no way you can explain this yeah. to this room of people right now. That's why I had to like that. That's legitimately why I had to stop. Like I had to take this in doses was just because it's like God, that's the most frustrating thing I've ever heard in my life. Like stop, and I'm and I'm sitting there just going, Chris, don't just stop, just fucking be a grown up and stop. And he's like, Nope, I will not be doing that. Yeah, <laughs> well, he keeps he keeps calming down. You know, Kai helps him a mm-hmm. lot. He keeps like getting it back under control. Uh, he's getting madder because he finds out that like his uh, co-worker who's played by Max Greenfield which is Schmidt Fucking from New Girl which I love that he's in this for no fucking reason for whatsoever one second for one scene he um, was there for it was truly hey do you got anything due today like we need this role filled can you hop by this office park for a fucking two hours and do this scene and he went sure yeah he through the their one conversation we get that they were both like the two office holdouts. holdouts in the office that were not going to sign it and they did their little protests there and yeah uh max greenfield ended up signing it because things are getting are in the news getting legitimately scary for people that are not like there is a yes there's a division of homeland security called the cpu like the citizens protection unit which has mm-hmm. sprouted up and is now like black bagging people, like disappearing people. <laughs> Fully they, just take it. They <laughs> take Seth Rogen. Like they, they see on the news that Seth Rogen was at a protest and got taken by the CPU. Several high profile uh, celebrities were taken, including Seth Rogen. They just plaster his picture <laughs> on the fucking TV screen for a second. You're like, what the fuck? It's That's like great. him in a courtroom, which is like yeah. so funny, but also so scary because like legitimately like something you don't hear about too much is that like protesters all the time get arrested and like labeled as terrorists and like sometimes like we have legit political prisoners that are just protesters that got thrown into prison forever a hundred percent uh and they're like that's just from protesting but it's always like very low profile people which is how they get away correct right like you can't doesn't cause you can't get rid of like an a-list celebrity public figures yeah so that happening in this movie should indicate to you that things are getting like way way out of control once Mm -hmm. people start disappearing like open and it's just people that are like in opposition to this to this oath um yeah because protests are it's a fully big protest thing which also before black lives matter stuff so it was very interesting how much yeah that was that's what always surprises me about it yeah um So it starts to make sense that people would sign the oath because they're saying, like, look, I'm with you, Chris. Fuck it. I oppose it, but I'm going to sign it because I have children and I don't feel safe anymore not having signed it. And that's that's why Max Greenfield signs it. That's why Chris ends up finding out that his sister signed it. Um, And that, like, you, I personally, I'd probably... I guess I don't have kids. I don't know. I would have a hard time not signing it. It's in truth. I mean, because it's it po- listen. I'll it's we're in the spoiler configuration. The climax of that discussion, which this was an interesting thing for me with regards to the movie, was I think structure was a little off for me. Every part of it was like good, mm-hmm. but it felt a smidge. It felt weirdly disjointed, and it's only for a little thing, but it still did enough where I was like, okay, that's odd. I didn't think this is where the climax would be instead of this. Right. Um, 
the the thing we realize, and it's like halfway through the movie, is that Tiffany Haddish, Kai, his own wife, has signed the pledge. Yeah. Like literally everyone in his life except him at this point and this happens like the reason this comes out because kai had been very happily not telling him is uh yeah chris gets he's like he's managing to hold it together okay at thanksgiving dinner but then he gets the uh the news notification that the cpu has just opened fire on or i don't think the cpu like whatever militia they have in place uh has just opened fire on protesters and there's like dozens dead um which that legitimately is like further than like we usually openly like tear gas and That's pepper Kent spray State. and like attack uh protesters yeah. not like open fire that's like other pro uh that was a very famous incident in the 60s at kent state university mm. where i think four people were killed but student protesters were just shot by yeah. national guard i think and um, this is uh yeah this so is it's a- dozens now um so it like makes sense for chris to be like extremely upset now because he, now he starts saying things like no you know what like i actually don't give a shit about sitting here and stuffing our faces yeah. with food because like this horrible thing is going on the real consequences um, of this are at this point i'm like yeah. chris i'm with you we can actually drop the niceties things have gotten too far <laughs> out of control for this to be just chill you know yeah uh, but that goes into a huge fight with his brother and Abby, in which this is where they're really just saying, like, fuck you over and over again to each other. They're, yes. Very, very good. Um, and Which, by the way, his brother is played by his yeah. shoot brother. Yeah. Uh, uh, what is it? John. John Barinholtz. <laughs> I was about to say, John, I'll let you guess his last name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is also... he. The end of where he's going with this is like the mm-hmm. pinnacle of his yelling at everybody. He's like, "You guys all fucking suck. You all signed it. You're you all betrayed your values and you're fucking losers. Me and my beautiful wife are the only ones who who <laughs> stuck by our like our ideals. We're the only ones who are clean. We're clean." Yeah, yeah. And that's when Kai finally has to tell him that she signed it. And yeah. But um, she tells it not not turn. in a like a like a downtrodden way in like a fuck you like I signed you, it dude. because I care about my daughter. I'd re- yeah exactly this this it she fully is like it's a fucking piece of paper and it means my kid won't get fucking grabbed or I won't get grabbed and my kid will fucking live you know by herself. Yeah. Um. But I did I did love the boiling over of Chris because he fully. He tries to, like you said, kind of keep the culture or the niceties of things by going like, no, but, you know, everybody who signs the pledge is bad and horrible. Not you, Alice, and not you, Mom and Dad, and not you, like, but also fuck you a little bit, actually. Yeah. Because you're like, you, you, go, you, you, you see can't the hold it in anymore. Yeah. Well, uh, boil over the top of the pot and just fucking starts yelling at Because the whole time he's been like, telling everybody, like, you got to do what's right with, for your family mm-hmm. and whatever. But inside, like, to Kai, he's been like, fuck these people. That, yeah. He's been judging them all. Um, so he eventually. Which is brutal. Which yeah. is fucking brutal. <laughs> he eventually is like, I'm. Fuck all of you. I'm going to take my wine and my food. I'm just going to go eat it in the car. And he goes and sleeps in the car and eats and drinks in there. Yeah. So now we're on Friday. Kai wants him to go inside and apologize. We're we're going to start working on like fixing all this up. But then all of a sudden there are like CPU agents inside of his living room. Yeah. Who his brother let in. 
And it's because they got a report that he was impeding somebody's freedom to sign the oath. This is the... I mean... I don't like... It's weird because I don't like that. What? Like, I would have just preferred the simplicity of... Today is the last day to sign the oath, so that's why they're there, sort of thing. Like, I don't know. It, it was it was fine, but it just felt a little like disjointed to me, even though it doesn't, and it's still good anyway. That was just my only like nitpick to bring well, there's up. A, there's an important part to it in that somebody in his family ratted him out to the CPU. Sure, right? that's a fair point. Yeah, and at the. Uh, just to skip ahead a little bit, because I'm going to forget later. Like at the very end of the movie, when everything is resolved, they offer to tell him who, who like sold him out, sold him out, and he says like, "Nah, I'm good," and he doesn't yeah. want to know. And that's like part of his whole little journey that he goes on, right? An arc. An arc. Yeah. A so I think it is important that like in a different way. he can't trust any, but like he can't trust. They don't really yeah. go into this, but part of it's that like you know like his family doesn't know who did it. Is a good idea, right? It's he probably Abby. Suspect. It's probably fucking he has, Abby. Is some very specific suspect. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> there, yeah, there's I didn't no parentheses s around the, the end of that. It's suspect. Yeah, the because the real problem is that they're inside his home, right? Yep. And so at this point, you're now. like, oh shit. Okay, well, yeah, this should be this should be good enough. Like. Chris and Kai open the house. They're both, they own the house. They're both very clear about like, you don't have a warrant. We're not yeah. giving you permission to be inside here. Get the fuck out. You need to get out. Um, and the two agents, one played by John Cho, who you God, know from was, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. <laughs> I was so happy and then so unhappy because he is very chilling in this for him. Like when he's at this stage, I'm yeah. like, oh, John, I don't like this at all. You're a good actor. And I don't I don't appreciate that. Yeah, you should be some, sillier. <laughs> some shout outs. Ike Barinholtz does amazing in this. Tiffany Haddish mm-hmm. does amazing in this. John Cho does amazing in this. Billy Magnuson, who plays Mason, the other... Oh. Uh, agent it's like i don't even think about him as an actor i'm just like this monster cop man i have i have uh mercifully seen him in other stuff i haven't seen him in anything else um he's in the big short he's in the bad sopranos movie that happened that's bad and it's not good um but i've seen him in multiple things so i'm like Oh, okay, you're an actor. Like, I have a vision of him before, and I'm like, this is just a (laughs) terrifying performance. He's an unyielding fucking ice block of hate. Like, So so when these these two agents are here, they're called Peter and Mason. They're called. Uh, Their names are Peter and Mason. They're called? (laughs) Peter's the one doing the main, the most, most of the talking. We later find Mm. out that he is actually just like a chill normal man yeah. but the way that he's talking right now it's like oh you're fucking you're gonna black it's back so everybody you're ready to exactly. take every like you are legitimately scary right now and mason you, you isn't saying a fucking just word lie about stuff yeah like yeah. just say that we're doing something this is like a good bad. cop bad cop i don't trust either of you get out of the house <laughs> bad cop worst cop dude is bad cop worst cop <laughs> and like Chris goes to call his lawyer who doesn't pick up and he just has to come back and be like, yep, he said you don't have a warrant, so you have to get out. But even when he's going to go do the the phone call, he's like, oh, and while I'm on the phone, you two can wait the fuck outside. And yeah. Mason's like, nope, I don't think we'll wait muscle. in here. And just like, oh, oh no. <laughs> like, just watch it. So, go ahead. Having somebody say no to you like that, like having any sort of 
person in power say no to you and be like, oh, there's literally nothing I can do about that. Like that's. I was talking about this with my parents over the fucking holiday weekend, and it was just the political reality that, you know, the rule of law and laws themselves is a very noble and good thing for us as a society to do. But that's a handshake agreement. It's all fundamentally built on the fact that when the laws thousands and thousands of years ago were made before... There was a dude with a spear saying, "This is the rule we're doing." You yeah. know, like it's always that threat of, you know, laws are applied by the people who have the most guns <laughs> in this sort of thing. So him just going, "We're gonna stay right here." It's like, yeah, <gasps> and it's it's like, okay, well, even if we're in the right with the warrant stuff, we still have to make it past when this guy is exactly. here safely, and then maybe I can get him in trouble. But until yeah. then, like no amount of like rules that have been said by anybody else is gonna like change the situation. It's here. gonna he's just gonna stay there. If he says he no, care. then there's nothing I can do about that. Exactly. Especially since they're CPU and you don't they even like Peter's they're saying the that there is it's very yeah. specifically And Peter's saying that police, they're in a legally gray area because things are still tied up in the courts, courts on like what is yeah. gonna be legal and what isn't. So and where that should be like, oh, you have no power. They're taking it as like, we have the maximum so power within power. that gray area until <laughs> have, they tell us otherwise. We have an entire gray scale of power that we can use. Yeah. So it's very scary that they're there. And um, Mason Billy and Chris. Billy mustache is also great. It's insane. The, so it's scary. The, oh, it's such the piece de resistance on an absolute terror of a human being. Yeah, he's got he's got like the the sides shaved down, like the the crew old school crew of, military yeah. crew cut look, and it's it's you can tell he like loves like cops <laughs> in America and that kind of thing. He's got his little blonde mustache, and it's like oh god. Yes, man, People cargo been, pants with stuff in them. They've been making references to the CPU being like Nazis and brown shirts and things. Like Correct. Like the yeah. whole time, if, if you can't guess. And they do the... Uh, Abby does the turnaround because yeah. he calls them brown shirts. Uh, Chris calls them brown shirts at one point. She's, she does the, wow, anybody who disagrees. Any liberal who gets mad just has to call everyone a Nazi. <laughs> and it's oh. like, well, when you're mad at fascists, I don't know what Only you when they... Goose step and Zeke Heil and call for the extermination. <laughs> so the the situation escalates between Chris and Mason specifically. Yes. Because Mason gets sick of like Chris. Because Chris is just openly being like, fuck you. It's not illegal yeah, for me to be house. rude to you guys. You're in my house. You're I'm not, not answering your question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they do the, they try to keep it. They're like, please keep it civil. And he's yeah. like, there's no law against being uncivil. Fuck you. Like. Yeah. So Mason starts being like, no, you have to like, I don't see what the fucking problem is. Like you can mm-hmm. just answer a few questions and him and Chris get into it. Um, and he does exact, he does the, I'm not touching you, but getting it like literally invading his personal yeah. space to provoke a reaction. And Mason is being <laughs> scary at him and you can tell Chris is scared, but he's trying to be strong yeah. for his family. And then he makes <laughs> the fucking fatal mistake. And it's like yeah. this one, like, I'm so with everything that he's done. I mean, honestly, when the cops are that involved, they're already in your home. They're already breaking the law. They're already not listening to your rights. I say just answer the questions. Like, I don't. I say just formally. Like, the, the thing about that is, I, I maybe, get. Maybe just sit, that's what Tiffany sit says, and don't say anything. That's maybe. exactly. I was going to say. It's call the police. Formally call the police. Say, excuse me. I would like. Like, even if there's whatever yeah. cops there, you go whatever. 
put the call in and then just sit down on your couch and don't do anything. Yeah. Like you say this it's to be always clear to everyone like police, you have you have the right ever. to not say anything ever. You don't do ever have to say, say anything without a lawyer. This is a situation which there are full blown like people like it's this, really scary. Yeah, they can take you away forever, forever if they just decide to. Yeah. You don't know like what the extent of like what they can do under what circumstances yeah. is. So it's it's yeah, a little different. Tiffany, In real life, always yeah. just don't say shit. Of course. Be careful. But Tiffany Haddish is like, why don't you just answer their questions? And maybe they'll see, go away. like that's the the struggle about it is because that's the horror of this situation is if you start answering their questions, they're going to it could get you so in. much they're worse. They're not yeah. going to. Yeah. It's that weird thing of like they're going to do what they want thing. Mm-hmm. So what's the point? <laughs> yeah. It, anyway. it really like simplifies the the complications in a, an encounter with the police, yeah. right? Where it's like maybe if I'm just like nice and polite and answer their questions, they'll just go away. And it's like or they will trap you in something horrible forever. Like. Exactly. Or they are fishing and you've caught on their hook and yeah. they're going to just pull no matter what. Um, yeah. With, so if it was just Peter there, sure. When it's just the fucking, when it's the full Gestapo, I'm like, all right, That's maybe a, just do. <laughs> damn, bro. But yes. But when it's, when it's <laughs> the cops who currently have, you yes. can, you, I, you should use your rights and hope that they don't do something really, really bad. Sorry, you sounded very tepid, suggesting that people should avail themselves <laughs> of their own right. Anyways. This is not what happens in here, because Mason yes. gets in And this is where Chris's Chris face. does, like, the the last... This is why I was saying, sorry, you giving advice, because this is not what you want to fucking do, and he gives him... No. It's a tiny little... He just pushes Mason's shoulder a little yeah. bit to get him out of his space, but, like, as soon as you do that... It doesn't matter like what's up. Like he's he's like you have now assaulted me, right? Like yes. I can do anything to you that I want. Correct. Not that he didn't already he feel like him, that, so it's not even fair. But like he hits him so hard that I thought he was dead the first time he hit him. Oh my god! Yeah. Unironically, he I was dro- like, he, he fucking he kill? fucking drops him. I- <laughs> yeah, he fucking drops him. He's like bleeding a bunch from his mouth. Um, yeah, and then things get kind of crazy there. You know, like Mason. Pulls out his gun. No, they're they're all fighting with each other, and then Chris's dad accidentally hits uh, Peter. Not accidentally. Well, he just hits. He him. wants to hit Mason, but he yes. ends up hitting Peter over the head with mm-hmm. like a, a fire poker tool. The fire shovel. shovel. Yeah, yeah. Um, Peter goes down. Mason pulls out the gun, and now we're in like way more <sighs> trouble. I was just terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but Chris manages to get up, uses the same shovel to then hit Mason and take the gun. Ooh. And it's like, oh my God. Yeah. Like once it escalated, like you really needed to do something because he was going to fucking kill everybody. Because he had the gun and he was choking yeah. out Chris's dad, was what was happening. And which was is, point, yeah, he was going to kill him. Yeah. Like, which is why Chris had well, to bash him. The idea is that he was going to kill him. Yeah. So it's like, we're in this situation now. And this is, I always forget that, like, it's like really the second half of the movie is what this is. Yeah. Um, it is weird that there's like two whole halves that are. I think like, that different. was my biggest. That's my biggest thing is there is a weird bit of I expect it this to be kind of a family affair mm-hmm. with it. And then it just sort of ends that and then does this second thing. And the first. And ha- it's good. But you're like, oh, OK. The both halves are good. It. And the first. But the first half really is just like atmosphere set up for the second half. When it, yeah. But so good that it could have been its own movie on the side there you know like 
Yeah, I I think my biggest I th- yeah I think that's they're both very good. I think I'm disappointed, or the thing I kind of take points away is they don't pay off a lot of what they set up in. I've been thinking the about that as half. well. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So we we tensions are high because of this. I'm scared, you know, because I'm like this <laughs> this situation is very real and very scary to it's me. It's such a horrible situation because it's like, oh, <laughs> if we don't play this right, like lots of people could go to jail forever. Yeah. Um, for nothing, you know. So that that is the situation that they're trying to resolve in the knot that we're trying to untie here. Um, I don't think that I even need to step through each situation of it getting each step of it getting worse. So if there's anything you want to call issue out with the movie in terms of paying stuff off is like there's there's like a bait of something that doesn't resolve at all. It's just a joke bit is uh, at one point Mason is freed and (laughs) my favorite moment fully was they're negotiating with Peter of how to like just let us out. Peter's in and out of consciousness and this is where we confirm that he's actually like a nice calm man. Exactly. And And he's fully like we're done. We will just walk away. No issue. You know, you can tell that he thinks that Mason's a crazy man. Yes. They, you know, Chris unties Mason and Mason's hand. He gets the gun back and he just pistol whips both Chris and his brother yeah. so efficiently and violently that blood like flies everywhere. Yeah, immediately. I can't stop laughing at it because of how fucking it was funny, abjectly yeah. brutal it is. Because they like are keeping the bullets from him and he just immediately yeah. pistol whips both of them, then picks up the bullets they drop, puts it in the gun, and just has it again. Immediately gets tased and put back down. But Yes. Uh, that was the the during um, I don't know if it was that or that one of the other times, but there's a point where he's going to kill Chris. He has a knife mm-hmm. and he's stabbing him, and Tiffany ha- Kai comes in to try to make the save, but there's a joke of a thing that's like set up. I think it is set up to bait you into thinking there's a heel turn coming, but um, Pat, the brother, at the same time tries to tase Mason as Tiffany Haddish is coming in to try to save Chris, and he ends up accidentally tasing Tiffany Haddish. Both times I took it as just an actual accidental. It it is, but I was also like, okay, then what, like, was I meant to laugh? Because I'm kind of too nervous to laugh. I don't think it was even (laughs) meant to be funny. I think it's just him fucking up and being nervous. I think there's a lot of just showing that they are not good at this, right? Like, the whole family is there trying to figure out how to do this. Um, yes. I the stuff that's very good is fucking the dad very remorsefully like I never I didn't mean to hit the Chinese guy. <laughs> and Chris has to immediately go Asian American dad it's, we don't know where he's it's from. fucking Asian American <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. that is really what helps like even though there's not as much plot stuff it's a lot of just renegotiating mm-hmm. the same thing of like are you gonna let Mason go blah 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 um those witty fun like yeah i'm still kind of this prick who has to correct you on this stuff yeah. even in a life or death situation but it's also like when you go down that hole that like rabbit hole of like caring about that kind of stuff yeah it is hard to, it is being like it is kind it's of like on. like a moral obligation to like not 
only not say anything for my own comfort, right? That is like abandoning yeah. these ideals just for the sake of my own comfort. <laughs> this situation is the extreme of that situation, right? Because it's like, this literally, we do not have time for that right now. Fucking, I can't, yeah. Like, <laughs> We're about to go to prison forever, forever. If you want to note it in your brain and maybe in the debrief, kind of let your dad know that, yeah. sure. Otherwise, the fucking stop. <laughs> yeah, I will say... I'm not. I'm only not going through the steps of this. Cause I don't think it's gonna be interesting mm-hmm. to listen to. But I do think they do a good job of like slowly increasing like the severity of the situation and getting them more like tangled up in it and yeah. pushing things more extreme. We have the like the big problem is that they can they feel like they can trust Peter, but anytime yes. Peter's like Mason, do you promise not to not to beat up Chris? He's uh, Mason like threw his tape. He's like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna kill you." Yeah. <laughs> There's a very scary scene where, uh, okay, well, so what happens, Chris's dad takes him outside to talk to him, and he gives him the scary, like, somber, like, you have to do whatever it takes to protect your family, which is like, oh, you just told him to kill both of the agents. You told him to shoot Mason and Peter, like, to kill both of these guys. (laughs) Yeah, so he goes in to talk to Kai about it, and she's not on board, um, but he, he can't see any other way out. He's, like, he's trying to think about, like, maybe we kill the or like we drop them in the middle of the woods and then that gives them enough time to think about what they've done and then if the police come to us we can go to mexico and like i know a little bit of spanish i'll learn more like he's he said by the way he says it so earnestly yeah it's not it's so like he is going through the rest of his life immediately he nails that monologue my favorite part of that is the finish of that monologue into his sister Alice is also there going, that is a, they're both, both him, her and Tiffany Haddish are like, that is a stupid plan. And it also didn't include me. <laughs> Even in a it. little <laughs> bit. Like, uh, so we, we have great conversations like that, but yeah, Chris is like, I, I think I'm going to have to kill him. And Kai's like, no, 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 yeah, no. It's all leading. It's trying to sharpen the point down to, this is your only. And they do a good job of that option. And coming back into the room and uh, his sister, Carrie Brownstein, Alice who has been, pretty cool-headed the whole time yeah even though she's got like blood splattered all over her and like by this point (laughs) peter's been shot twice by accident like peter is slowly but short like three more incidents and he would be a fucking crash test dummy like he's getting battered by everything (laughs) so but now we see alice like beating the shit out of mason and it's because of something that he said. And Chris is like, what did he say? And some, I think the mom mentions that he said he was going to come after the children. Um, yeah. And he does not back. Like, he always refuses oh. to let the situation, even though he's been beat <laughs> to shit also, like, refuses to make yeah, things any easier for anybody. Because he's convinced that they're yeah. not going to kill him. Um, he's a fucking fanatic. Yeah, he's fully just, you, so, can't, you don't have the fucking stones to do this. You won't do it. This is when they, like, get serious on him because he's talking about, like, coming after the children. And he gives some very scary monologues. Oh. Um, and so Chris From is like. Laying down, tied up in, like, cables and yeah, tape. He's and got he the classic, like, like, closed, bulgy eyes, you know. <laughs> Big old closed eye. Yeah. Which is awesome. Uh, um, he gives a ve- little toxic Avenger sort of gimmick. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't remember. Well, it's in like one of the scenes where he's laying down there and giving scary monologues, where he like <laughs> looks to the side and there's a knocked over like thing that the kids made that just says Happy Thanksgiving. It's like painted on a big he, white thing, and he spits blood all over it, and then he just uh, screams Happy Thanksgiving to everyone as they cut to the yeah. next scene. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. He's fucking incredibly horrible. Yeah. Like scary, scary man. 
So Chris is like, oh, I'm going to have to kill him because he just promised that he, like, if he survives this, he's going to come after me and kill all of my family and all yeah. this shit. Uh, and right when he's about to pull the trigger, Alice's husband, Jay Duplass, who's been out of the movie oh. sick the whole time, comes oh. in and he's like, what are you doing? Turn on the TV. Like, who are these people? What's happening? Uh, and it's that the president has stepped down and the vice president mm. is stepping up to be president. And it's very clear that the president, is, they don't say exactly why, but he stepped down for something to do with the oath. And the vice yeah. president's like, we're, we're putting to stop all the oath stuff or withdrawing all of the national guard and shit that we've put into all the major yeah. cities. Um, and we're like shutting down the CPU and all of its investigation. Yeah. Giving yeah. It, removing any authority it has. Yeah. So everybody kind of relaxed and people tell Chris not to do it. This is insane to me that Chris just immediately Chris. unties Mason. Oh, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. I'm like, I thought you were talking about the lead up to that because the awesome in like in terms of drama and like intensity of the situation is everyone is telling him to kill Mason. Yeah. Like Peter is obviously the only one just pleading not to. Because once but, like, once Kai Haddish is now pro murder. As soon as Kai hears like, about the children, she's like, never mind, kill his Oh, fucking kill. Him. Yeah. The I loved the like the dad, Abby, and Kai's like pleas for him to do it are so intense in a great like Abby is fully like detached and it's just like just fucking kill him yeah. like she's pro you know the oath and yeah. she's like kill this guy fucking kill him like get rid of him I'm so there's a there's a really funny <laughs> moment with her and Pat where Pat does something wrong <laughs> and everybody's like screaming and she's like oh my god I just realized you're a moron <laughs> What is the dad doing? I thought he was just very sternly looking on. Like he he is very sternly dad looking on, but he has a couple of like you have to do it, Chris. Mm-hmm. Like just do it, Chris. And I'm like, <gasps> like and Chris is really about oh to do God. it because <laughs> him and Mason are yelling at each other, and Chris starts just yelling like, "Close your eyes, close your eyes," because he doesn't yeah. want to look him in the eye when he fucking Ooh. blows his brains out. And he's like, Ooh. "Oh my God, this movie is so intense." <laughs> <laughs> but then CP loses all their power. Chris cuts them loose. Yeah. Uh, which normally I'm not for like a Deus Ex Machina coming in at the end and saving the day, but it does make sense. Yes. And it is such a relief, and there was literally no it's, other way out of this. It, it's so fine because precisely, there's no, like, that's the only thing that doesn't solve this in the most unhinged way pot like yeah because yeah you otherwise could, this is a very different movie you could you could have like the dark ending right but like that's not what this movie has been the whole time and that's not no. what you've wanted that's not what really. it's trying to do no. like you how, already it's not how to frame the um, you already got me good you got me thinking about like how, how we treat each other like different like what is politics yeah. what isn't politics like what is like morally ethically like worth fighting for what is worth discussing Exactly, and made and me feel pulling, icky, pulling sticky break. from like how intense the situation is, and like how giving, scary I, things are. So it's, it, I exactly. feel like the movie still is giving you like, yes, like be good to each other. We cannot allow fascism to like get to this point. It, well, I was gonna say it's truly it's it's giving the audience the moment to breathe right at the end, both to say like. We're not at this point yet, but the reality of it can get here. Yeah. But 
unless you guys eat your vitamins and say your prayers and you know make sure to drink your ovaltine etc yeah um yeah it's it's a morality like it's kind of like it's a little bit of what a traditional it was all a dream ending is you know what i mean in that it gives you the fright and then says cool now you have a chance to live your life it's like a christmas carol like yeah it's like a he like wakes a thanksgiving up going carol. the morale like there's the morality tale there's your fucking terrifying future now go live your life yeah and it's like awesome chris, chris and pat drive peter and mason to the hospital aggressively funny scene yeah very funny um, what am i what am, what do you want me to do watch the i can't what what do you want me to do with watching the 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 speed bumps? Well, I can watch. It's, uh, Pat, Pat's driving and he keeps going over speed bumps and they really hurt Peter every time. And Chris just keeps telling him to watch them. And it's like, what do you mean? Yeah, on like the way said. back, when Chris is driving, he goes over one and the car jostles. And Pat does the best, just like look at him and doesn't say yeah. anything. Um, but they're on the way to the hospital. They find out that Mason is was uh was a cop who got fired for like his like anger issues and then a mall cop who got fired from that and then went to (laughs) cpu and chris is like what the fuck i thought you were like special ops like blackwater like killing people all the time yeah you're he says like i thought you were somebody i thought you're one of the guys who killed bin laden but you're but you're fucking paul blart (laughs) (laughs) mason's just like silently sitting in the front like not not reacting um, so they do a lot of like really tamp it all down, like bring, like bring it all the way down, make you feel good. Like use the comedy to alleviate the stress, the excess stress yeah. that is there. Everybody's like, fine. Like, Mason's not coming after you. He, yeah. he does give a chilling, like you have a, you have a beautiful family. It's like the only thing <laughs> he says to them before he walks <laughs> away, but it wasn't like a, I'm going to come after them. It was just like, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. And I'm not, but I'm not going to say I'm sorry. You know, just. Full, the the closest thing you'll get to an apology sort of yeah. thing. But I did like that. Um, I did like that twist with Mason just to also um, to sort of give the same idea of normalcy yeah. that someone gets pushed that far. You know what I mean? Like sort of a twisted mirror of Chris's character of someone who is right. clearly terminally online and really angry about everything <laughs> well i just i think they give a very realistic portrayal of how all this kind of stuff goes down because it's like when you're calling when something like the cpu shows up yeah and it's like you're saying that they're nazis you don't literally mean that they're old school gestapo like yes it is still done in the way it is going to be like mall cops and like people who are like, yeah it like very normal people that does not mean that like what is happening is not still fucked, you know? It, it, exactly. Yeah. It's not as like Illuminati sinister as like you talk about it sometimes. It is much more real and mundane, but it is still so dangerous and scary. I, I was gonna say I think that also shows the truth of that because we talk about Nazis and we have our we have our historical third person zoomed out view of it Mm -hmm. and like the idea of it and sort of it as a symbol but in germany in the 1940s it was your a guy you knew or a former cop who came in you know what i mean like who those people were those people it wasn't not that like that's exactly what it was so 
yeah. giving us our own view on it without the hyperbole that we would put in for Nazis or like what we yeah. describe that and just showing the reality that people will betray <laughs> other people in their country for security. It's fucked Which up. Which is why it kind of makes sense that somebody had to call like whistle had to like call the CPU on Chris. Like it all feeds yeah. more into that point. Exactly. Somebody had to do that like mm-hmm. for them yeah. to for them to show up like that. Um quick quick note if you read anything about like how fascism like the people who study how fascism ends up in countries is like we have many of the same traits of countries like pre-fascism like before they go into the full bad zone yeah um we've been so listen be careful we've been dick teasing it forever in world like world war pre-world war ii it us and britain were both flirted we're both playing footsie with fascism under the table fucking look up oswald mosley in britain he was leader of the fascist part like um there's a lot of fucked up stuff i did want to point out um to talk about the state of politics now as well yeah there was an insane bit of trivia and i'm sorry to use that word but i have to because just it describes the magnitude of this there's a big bit of trivia in the imdb talking about didn't even look at there the are real oaths there are multiple real oaths that the government has mandated mostly for government employees during mm. the red scare and um that sort of era to avoid communism etc things like that there's only three bits of trivia one of them is saying hey ike Barinholtz is his feature film debut and the third one is very clearly an anti-vaxxer just going Although this film was released prior to COVID-19, it serves as a metaphor to the vaccine mandates that would become required for many employees across North America and elsewhere. Oh. <laughs> By the way, it's a, they, one thumbs up, votes. five thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it a little thumbs down. Do I need to be logged in? Oh, boo, I have to log <laughs> you in. You have to sign into IMDb, exactly. It's an IMDb um, account. But to point out that like this while this is very good and wants to discuss the potential to heal this, this is very much clearly still hot button. You know, like the the temp- the political temperature is still very high in America at the moment. Yes. This is sadly a still relevant film. <laughs> Some, something to think about. Um, uh, so, the, but the movie ends with... He, Mike Chris gets Ike Barinholtz playing Chris gets back <laughs> to his home and they just silently like with Kai like have a slice of pie together and are like holding yeah. hands and it's nice and it's I've been wondering about that last scene because it's it feels like a little weak but it's also just like so nice to have it be like it is saying like they're like we forgive each other for everything that we did to each other yeah. Chris is like All that, that was my bad was for nothing, like yeah being so wild about this and kind of like that was my bad for not believing you on how fucking bad this has gotten yeah um and it since you're watching a movie and this is approaching very real things it's nice to go in so hard on it feels so uncomfortable and like scary 
and then get pulled all the way back by the movie and not need to go watch something else as a palate cleanser, you know? Correct. Yeah, it ends on a note that you can feel good on and not come out. You don't have to come out of it with the thousand-yard hollow-eyed stare yeah. of a fucking war veteran like like most of the movies I like on our <laughs> podcast. Which is like, we can do that. I'm, I'm like, why don't we do that more often? Like, actually pull people all the way back out, right? Like, Give something somebody... Not, yeah, exactly. Give them right at the end just some nicety to yeah. look at. Don't mind that at oh, all. I feel okay. Because, like, you already have to come back to the real world that you're... Like, this isn't yes. a fairyland. Like, this is... I think that's also the big part with this is they want to emphasize... Um, not a specific solution, but like moving towards like really being emotionally empathetic and kind to those you love and not letting the bullshit get in the way of that, of what truly matters sort of thing. Yeah. I think part, I think like the message I'm getting is like, yeah, don't be a little asshole like Chris, but Chris is still fucking right. And don't let the shit exactly. happen. You know? Exactly. Don't let don't let that stuff and the argument of stuff get in the way of fighting the true baddie in that mm-hmm. situation. Like, because that's even the thing about the family is Mason is, despite you know, in reality, is also a person and has clearly has mental yeah. health issues, etc. Like I said, even though it's disturbing. The family is all together. There's no heel turn. Even Abby mm-hmm. is pro Chris by the end because of where they're at. So and that's that's why I think it's so key. Like yeah. that's the one other thing Mason says is like, do you want to know who who did it? It's like no. And Chris is like, nah, man, I'm good. And that like shows that like done... character development for him because it's like he doesn't need to know who did. Like he now more deeply understands how bad this shit actually is and like the real situation and that his yeah. family's not the enemy right and he because that call come to terms i think it. was a hundred percent done for petty bullshit like it was done as a fuck you spite to chris but i don't think it was done with the knowledge of how bad it was no be. like no, i think it was not. just done no. oh, i'll show chris i'll fucking i'll give him a little scare and whatever sort of thing i keep thinking if yeah. it could have been the neighbor who was coming by with the dog but but why? I we just because I'm like just somebody else, you know. That's usually who calls. Maybe who calls yeah. the Gestapo on you is the neighbor, right? Like not it's the. True. It's fair point. Fair point. Uh, <laughs> but he didn't hear anything of that, you know. So I don't. I don't know. I I I still think it was Abby. <laughs> I'm with Chris. It was fucking Abby. The easy. There's no way it could have been anybody Abby. but Abby. But there's a big pie chart, and most of it is Abby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though it's hell yeah, yeah, it's funny because everybody had already signed it, so there's no way he could have been impeding anybody's. You know exactly. what? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, it was probably just some random person that he was who was looking online at the lists of. Well, no, it was like if he was openly like speaking out against the oath, it could have been yeah. like days before. You know, just somebody who heard him talking like in the office or something, right? Like somebody who yeah felt bad because he was making everybody else feel shitty. Uh, rather I than think his that's the, also the point about it is it being kind of face like, right? It is also a little bit faceless in that regard too. Yeah, it could have been anyone. So I'm, I'm so I'm glad that it was like uh, somebody had to call, right? Yes, I I'm glad somebody had to call. I I I think I'm fine with it now. I think I would have just liked a little bit of the personal layering of stuff in that second half because it's kind mm-hmm. of all 
first like I would have I might have been more interested in the Kai revelation if that was post kidnapping of right you know what I mean I think that's the only thing I can think of in terms of like real critique for it yeah because I think it just emotionally was kind of two separate movies that are both good at what they're doing yeah um, yeah. yeah that makes so, sense yeah, so I'm, gorilla I'm, thumbs up. I'm, yeah. I'm still doing uh, Mr. Cool on I'm that. I'm good with a Mr. Cool, to be honest. I think I'm perfectly... I'm a, I'm happy with a Mr. Cool. Great. Um, well, we don't have anything planned for next week, but... Do you want to do... Uh, do, uh, do you want to do a Shyamalan one, or do you not want to do a Shyamalan Should we do... Uh, Slother? I kind of want to do a Shyamalan one. Which, which Shyamalan do you want to do? Oh, because we said... Because we were talking about it last time, so I wanted to... Yeah. Uh, what did we say? Sh- that Shannon it. hadn't watched The Village? Yes. Let's... I kind of want to force promise Shannon to be on next week yeah. and do The Village, but... I... We can do that, probably. Let's see. Is The Village streaming anywhere? It's on Hulu. Okay. All right. We'll do The Village next time. We'll shoot We'll shoot for The Village next what time. Do, what were we calling it? Shovel... It's the... <laughs> we Shamalama sh- month or Shamalama month. <laughs> Shyamalan month alarm, <laughs> month know. night shot, month night Shyamalan. Oh we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll have better branding, I swear. Yeah, so Village two thousand four streaming on Hulu. That's going to be for next time. Uh, I want to thank Eyes of Astoria for our wonderful theme song, Dead Walk. You can catch John from Eyes of Astoria or any of our various guests by going to thebloodystream.com dot com. Clicking on Pot People. Absolutely. Um, you can find us on social medias at bloody stream pod. Give us a like five stars, all that sort of stuff. And we will talk to you. Same bloody time, same bloody channel.